So we're going to mix it up a little bit this week and we're going to do a Q&A and I'm going to answer some of your questions. We're going to talk about what is being feminine <laughs> and I will share a little bit of my story and I guess just what this journey has been like for me and what is this really This time where as women or people with a predominantly feminine expression have come out of their authentic expression because we've been living through patriarchy and inorganic ways of living and so women have become very hardened in their heart and very in their masculine and so that natural feminine place it hasn't been expressed living in your feminine is living from your heart it's living from a deep place within you and expressing from that place and a woman who is walking in a feminine path with integrity she is constantly attuned to what is arising for her in the moment and then expressing that through her in its full through her body in the moment that to me is what being feminine is literally just means being connected to your heart being connected to your womb being connected to your deeper body wisdom so you're embodied meaning you are in body you are in your body you're not in your mind you're not overthinking anything you're not intellectualizing something you are in your body connected to your body wisdom listening to it hearing it and then responding to it from that place so instead of responding from the mind you're responding from the heart or you're responding from your womb or your cervix and a woman who is in her true feminine expression she's gonna be all of the seasons in one day there's no way she couldn't be because that is the nature of the feminine is to be all of the seasons and all of the flavors we live in this society where the feminine has got has become very vanilla to be honest look at society and the expressions of femininity as far as our programming and our conditionings go we've been very conditioned around a very one size fits all and the truth of the feminine is that we are not vanilla we're not even neapolitan we are Baskin Robbins, 31 flavors, you know, <laughs> infinite flavors. So a lot of coming back into the feminine has nothing to do with what you wear. It has nothing to do with how many retreats you've gone on. It has nothing to do with anything outside of you. And it has everything to do with you being in integrity with your body wisdom and acting from that place 
in the moment as it comes up. So if you're pissed off, you're going to honor the integrity of your body. Anger is rising in you for a reason and express it in that moment. But then the next moment when it's gone and you're feeling like a spring rain or you're feeling like breeze again or you're feeling love or you're feeling creative or whatever it is, you're going to express that too. So a woman who is out of integrity with her feminine expression, she's going to be caught up in something that happened 10 minutes ago, or she'll be expressing her anger from a place of something that happened two months ago, rather than what is coming up in the moment. And I would say that every time we don't honor that, what is coming up for us in that moment we're falling out of alignment with our feminine because that is how we honor our hearts and our deep hearts and our deep bodies and feelings is by honoring what is coming up for us in that moment and expressing it in that moment as it arises and also letting it go the next moment when it's gone. We're a continuous wave, how that happens, where in touch with what's happening, we're expressing it as it comes out. And then when it leaves, that's okay. And we're on to the next thing. We're leaving with it too. And so since we live in this homogenized culture with a very muddled down, muted and diluted expression of femininity, it can feel a little bit edgy or risky or uncomfortable to reclaim these parts of ourself, which is really just reclaiming the fullness of our expression and the variety of our flavors. And that can feel disorienting because it's been really shoved down. It's been really ignored for a really long time. And the funny thing about that is when we do start to bring that back into our life, when we do start to bring in more of these different flavors, more of these different expressions, really just own the whole range of who we are. The funny thing about that is, is nothing will make you feel more alive than that. As women, we give life to life. We are birthers, we are creators, we are midwives, and we are midwives to consciousness. We are midwives to entire ways of expressing. And so we, through our body, learn how to wake up and give life to different forms of embodiment or of expression, different flavors of who we are. And that expression that moves through our body, moves through our senses, it wakes up consciousness itself. It gives life to life. And that is the highest and holiest gift. That is the greatest gift that we could ever give to anyone or anything is to give it more life, to wake up its consciousness, to catalyze a birth or a process happening that was otherwise dead or dormant before. And what I see with women is that we've gotten stuck in like vanilla and strawberry and chocolate. (laughs) We've gotten stuck in vanilla, we've gotten stuck in Neapolitan, and we've forgotten about all of the other flavors in Baskin-Robbins. So we basically need to go back and 
remember the cookies and cream, remember the mint chocolate chip, remember Rocky Road, remember Toffee Heath Bar Crunch. Oh my gosh. I don't know why this ice cream analogy is what is coming through right now, but that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like to me is we need to remember the fullness of our expression by giving ourselves a chance to express this range of who we really are because most women don't actually know how alive that they can make themselves feel just through that in itself, moving different energies and expressions through our bodies. And I say that from personal experience because I didn't know how alive I could make myself feel just by reclaiming and pulling back and drawing back different energies and expressions through me, through my body, and how much that would, in effect, wake up the consciousness around me. It had nothing to do with anyone that I was surrounded by, but I'm always shocked at the ways that me just being in integrity with myself by expressing and practicing expressing my range of emotions and flavors and expressions, the kind of ripple effect it starts to have on on people around you. Before moving on to the next question, I'll kind of sum up what is being feminine. So being feminine is it's moving from a deep place within our body, within our body's wisdom, To me, it's really just about full expression, full expression of who we are and uninhibited expression and moving from that knowingness of that it is that expression that wakes up all of the life around us. It gives life to life. And so a woman in her feminine, her senses are turned on. She's experiencing this vitality and a creative force, but she's doing the things that turn her on or that activate her senses get a response in her so for everyone woman it's different and that's the journey of finding out what that looks like for you but just little things like lighting a candle and lighting incense or resin or working with different textures like all of these are different ways that we can start to activate and turn on our senses like rubbing oil on your body putting on music these are things that they're not just these cliches. It's not just all about the surface appeal of doing these things. It's about whatever it takes to turn your senses on. A woman, when all of her senses are turned on to the extreme, she will start to reach supernatural states. And this will feel very supernatural to her. It's a very natural process that happens. Once we drop into our body, we turn all of our senses on and we kind of go in. We go in. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like a frequency that you enter. Once you go into that, it's all just moving through you. It's like the expression of life itself is just moving through you and you're just this vessel for it. Then everything just kind of takes care of itself. That's where you could say we enter the flow state. These things start to happen because our senses are 
are so heightened that we've now entered into these kind of altered states or supernatural states or we have access to a higher wisdom, higher knowledge, higher expression, higher creativity. And it's a very natural process. Once we learn how to turn our senses on and really like activate them and that's the fun part that is the gift of being feminine is living in a feminine way is learning what that looks like for you is it playing a record on the record player is it starting a bubble bath is it music and a bubble bath do you need silence in the bath is it going into nature into total silence is it a certain smell a certain scent a certain oil so that is the fun part of the journey of getting to know yourself and tuning into these very minute little things that really kind of spark something in you the ruby ray is eros embodied activated within our body it is the sparkle of the soul when it is on and lit up and it starts to radiate out into all of our life and it's like that fast track between us where we are now and our higher self or our more activated self and so turning on our senses is like the easiest way that we can start to not just talk about these concepts but really feel them awaken within our body and start to move through us and just have more fun with it that way the next question is were you born into a family that was that has always been like this this hasn't been modeled today for many women if you haven't always been like this what did you do Okay, I'm really lucky and grateful that I had some really strong modeling for my femininity from a young age. My mom is someone who's always been very comfortable in her body and confident in her body and I think in her womanhood and her femininity. And yet she's always been comfortable also doing it her way and not just swimming with the crowd. And I'm very much a similar way in that I had to go on that journey of finding my own expression of femininity, of womanhood. But having that sort of early modeling, I do think helped me in ways that I probably don't fully understand. And I grew up for a lot of most of my life dancing in a dance studio. And so that's where I spent most of my time after school. And my teachers are surrounded by women and they all had a different expression of their femininity. And so all my different teachers, seeing them move energies through them in a different way and all in a unique way and all in a powerful way. One of the biggest role models in my life or one of the most impactful people in my life was my aunt, Janet, and she was just someone who always gave me permission to be who I was. And she was beautiful and radiant and confident and wild and unapologetic. Anyone would fall in love with her when she was younger and she was the Ruby Ray embodied. She just had this vitality and this sexiness, but from this like deep place of just being who she was. 
and radiating that. And she always gave me permission to be who I was when I was really wild and expressive. And that expression was a lot for my parents, but for her, she loved it and she encouraged more of it. And I do think that I was born into a family that had some positive modeling around womanhood and around femininity and just being strong and independent woman, being connected to yourself and and confident. And yet at the same time, I also picked up some of the modeling too that was very Irish Catholic, more of that kind of good girl being a good Irish Catholic girl, (laughs) like programming too. And so as I got older, I was always growing up around guys. And I have an older brother and grew up around just a lot of guys. Uh, My mom's best friends had boys and having a brother, his friends were always around and I felt and and I was friends with a lot of guys in high school, like most of my best friends were guys. And so I kind of dropped that connection to as I started to come into puberty and in high school, I kind of dropped that femininity. I wasn't really connected to it. I was still dancing. And so that always kept me really connected to my body and in my body. And I always just wore my emotions on my sleeve though. I would always get caught stuck after dance class. My teacher would always call me to stay after to like have a talk with me (laughs) because I wore so much on my sleeve. And if I was having a bad day, if I was going through something, it would just be written all over my body, all over my face and be really obvious. And so I would, I remember getting called after dance class a lot and, and spoken to about whatever teenage thing I was going through at the time. And I always did just kind of have these women that were looking after me and that weren't just my mom. I think that did have an influence on my life to an extent, but I was still just one of the guys in the sense that being connected to my womanhood or my femininity, it didn't have the same kind of meaning that it does now. And what changed for me? How did I find this path? I was living in New York and I thought that that was where I wanted to live. That's kind of the lifestyle I wanted to have. And at some point I realized that that is just not who I am. And I was having dreams of the ocean and needing to connect with the earth again and with the sunshine and not waking up and it being 32 degrees every day from November through April. I just felt like I was becoming this kind of shell living in a perpetual state like that. And so I left and I went to Mexico. When I landed in Mexico... I was in Holbosch on the East Coast and there was this place that I had heard of called Puerto Escondido and I don't know why I just knew I needed to get there. Something about the name just stood out at me and I was on the other side of Mexico and I booked a flight to Puerto Escondido, a direct flight there. And normally I would like to, especially at this time in my life, take the slower route, go through all of these different places I want to visit along the way. And I just knew I needed to get directly there. And I didn't know why. At this time, I had just come off birth control. Something in me had 
been like, I need to get this taken out. So I had just come off that. I didn't have my period back yet. And I was in this process of coming back to my body. I got to Puerto Escondido. I was staying at this place and this woman was a horrible drunk, which I realized later on. And I was healing from my aunt's death who died from an alcohol overdose and a relationship ending with alcohol having a lot to do with it. And so being in this place where this woman was a drunk, (laughs) I was just like, I need to get out of here. And so I ended up booking this bungalow on Airbnb and reached out to this gal and I was like, hey, I'm coming over. She's like, sure, I'll be here, you know, see see you whenever. So I get all my stuff, I move out, go to this place and the woman who comes over, who I was renting the bungalow from, her name was Jess and she's now one of my closest sisters and I ended up just falling into the arms of these medicine women in Mexico. And that was such a turning point in my path, coming back to a traditional path and a traditional way of living and to my own femininity in my own way and in my own terms. And one that isn't defined by my family or my upbringing, but is a true and authentic expression to me. Puerto Escondido, I mean, this was years ago. It's kind of, it's changing a lot now and the energy is really changing because it's becoming more popular and alcohol has come in too. And you notice that anytime alcohol comes into a place, let's just say alcohol, like the American influence of alcohol, the American brand of alcoholism specifically, It has no class. I mean, it just will turn a place into, it will really aggressively change a place pretty quickly. And that's the issues with this kind of culture when it seeps into different places. And it's so really like noticed how this place has changed because of that influence over the years. But at the time when I was there, it was a tiny little town. It was like one dirt road with little cafes but it wasn't really known and it wasn't really it didn't have that outside influence and energy coming in it was just like a little yoga surf town so i say this because the energy there was very feminine very very feminine and very very pure feminine i would say coming from living in new york which is the opposite end of the spectrum hyper masculine so coming from New York being bundled up all winter, going into spring, and then going into this super feminine place surrounded by women who were walking a feminine path. It just, it's like my whole body just melted. And it's just like, oh, you know, just, oh, I'm home. Like that feeling of I'm home, I'm home in myself, I'm back in my body, I'm back to me and I can just melt off all the layers and I don't have to put all these clothes on when I get dressed in the morning you know I can just literally live in sarongs and bikinis and let that be my life you know you don't really need clothes there and that is like a huge part of coming back is coming back to our bodies in a more simple and natural 
an authentic way. I remember meeting my friend Sandra there. I was teaching a yoga class during this retreat that a woman was putting on. And so I was going to teach yoga. Sandra was doing a sacred sexuality workshop and we just clicked right away. And we were getting smoothies one day. And I just remember talking to her about like, yeah, I just came off birth control. It had been about a year of being off it and not having my cycle back. And I was just like, I feel so disconnected from my body. And I I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to get it back. For anyone who's ever gone through coming off of birth control and not having their cycle, it's a very disorienting feeling because you literally don't feel like you're connected to yourself. It's like you don't even know what part of the cycle that you're on. It just feels very uncomfortable and disillusioning. And she was just like, why don't you write it a letter? And just like write it a letter and say you want to connect with it. Just express yourself. Whatever needs to be said, just make that first step, make that effort to having that connection, showing that you want this and this matters to you. I did that and I was in a meditation, like a very, very deep meditation, probably for around two hours or something. This is a little while later and I just remember getting up and I had gotten my period back. Like I'd gotten my cycle back. And so attuning to my cycle and getting off of birth control and getting out of a big, busy city, it was just not good for for my sensitivities. It was like too much stimulation for me. And I think that coming back to a feminine path is coming back to seeing our sensitivities as superpowers, the superpowers that they are. Because we've been taught to hide these parts of ourselves. And this is our, these are like our instincts and they are, they have a very deep and high wisdom and knowledge in them. So coming back to my feminine really got activated and triggered and spearheaded when I when I returned to Mexico or when I, it felt like returning to Mexico when I first went to Mexico. From there, I was invited to go to Moondance and I went not having any idea what it was. Basically, it's a traditional Toltec red path, the path of the heart. It's like the ancient future. It's a ceremony. It's actually like a recreation or a revival of something very, very ancient that the women in in Mexico used to do around the harvest moon in the fall. And so going there, all my friends were years older. They were in different camps. And so I was by myself there and really bad speech. And I'm surrounded by people I don't know. And it's just, it was this very, it completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I don't know how, it's hard to even explain why or how or what, but Moondance, it was another step along the way of coming back to a traditional feminine way of living and learning from the elders and learning from other cultures and so much of walking a feminine path is honoring not only every part of the cycle 
of our own cycle and of the cycles of nature and of the cycles of a woman's life. And that crone wisdom, that older woman's wisdom has been really left out of society in our generation. And so reconnecting with with women of all different ages and like hearing their wisdom and their knowledge and their lightness and just learning from them and having these different people model these different ways of living and being and these different ways of expressing our femininity. It's the most beautiful thing to me. I remember being at Moondance and being like, yeah, this is it. This is this is what it's all about. And it felt just like a homecoming. You know, I was coming home to myself through these different feminine lineages, through these different cultures. That experience of going to Mexico and of meeting these medicine women who are deeply connected to their feminine and learning from the abuelas and the women in Mexico there. And I I will say that the biggest influences in my life of women in my life have been like women on a mountaintop in Vietnam or in a market in Mexico or in a cafe in Ireland. The women who have really had an influence in my femininity and my womanhood of my formative years, I haven't even known their names and I haven't even spoken to really a lot of the activations or rememberings that I received was just through looking them in their eyes. And I remember being on this mountain in in Vietnam and I was in Baka, which is north of Hanoi. And in this tiny little village, way up in the mountains, and it's the market day. Or no, this wasn't the market day, but we drove up to we drove up to see the uh, Hmong flower women, this tribe. And, and so I went to visit them and they make these beautiful handicrafts and things like that. And I just remember I was leaving and I... I had my camera and I, we were going to get on the bike, get on the motorcycle. And I was like, wait, wait, like I saw this woman and I just, I don't know why I just like needed to go up to her. And I was just standing there and I was like, can I take your picture? And she just sort of nodded at me. Yes. And I like put my camera up to my, my eye and The way that this woman looked at me, (laughs) I will never forget. I will never forget. It is like ingrained in me. She looked at me through like the depths of her soul. It was like she transmitted something so ancient. And I wasn't on, I wasn't on a, feminine path then I wasn't looking for that I wasn't I didn't even really know what any of that meant at this point I just knew that this woman had somehow in some way changed my life forever and I didn't understand why and I didn't need to I didn't need to because it was just one of those moments that rock you to your core that also comes back to what does it mean to be feminine it is it's like 
when you look at someone, to look at someone with your whole heart, with your whole being, when you move your body, to move your body from the depths of yourself, to not move it just from these more superficial places to really like get into yourself and move and express from that place and that takes practice and so that's sort of my story of how I found this path I guess and I don't even I mean I wasn't looking for it but I was needing it I was needing it I was needing its medicine I was needing its wisdom I was needing a more honest and true and authentic connection to my own womanhood that was outside of the Americanized institutions and ideas of womanhood and femininity and that just felt more true and real and rooted in something more ancient and more honest and going to moon dance and having a couple of of friends that were also like on a similar path that really spearheaded a lot for me and when you walk the path of the heart you're walking the path of mystery and the path of mystery is something that reveals itself one step at a time you never know the whole picture ahead of time or else there would be nothing to learn so it's about a willingness to take that next step, to take that next uncomfortable step and to be willing to get kind of raw and messy with yourself. And when you do that, when you take that next step, when you show up with that devotion and with that commitment, even when you don't know what it is, you're always held within that. You're always held within that mystery and you're always given the next step that you need after. And so it becomes this like, kind of higher intelligence that starts to unravel through your life. I started to be guided in ways towards my next steps or towards teachings would start to come to me, things like that. Everything just sort of unraveled through my willingness to through my willingness to show up and through my willingness to listen and be humble and and not know and be okay not knowing. And so I want to give you today three practices that helped me start to drop into my feminine more. And they're just fun to do regardless, but it will start to help you see what I mean and feel within your body these different subtle changes. I mean, when I say express from your body, (laughs) express from your heart, sometimes that can be like, okay, but how do I actually do it? That's how I was. So I needed to like have ways to get into my body to really like actually feel this going on. So first practice, I call hello world. (laughs) Okay, so this is actually one that I learned from one of my teachers, David Data. And um, this is one of my favorites. It's super simple, but it's really fun. It's really easy. And it's kind of funny to see I don't know. Just do it and see how it feels and let me know how you go. Basically, what you do is you wake up and you wake up in the morning and you go out into the world. And I was doing this when I was living on an island. And so I would get on my bike in the morning and I would be going down the street riding. And so before you say hi to anyone or good morning to anyone, or even if you do say hi or good morning to anyone, rather than saying it like with your voice, 
practice saying it with your body. So come into your heart, drop into your heart, breathe into your heart. And now practice saying, I love you world with your heart. So if you were to emanate your love, just saying, I love you world, I love you life with your heart, how does that feel? And just keep holding it there. I love you world. Thank you world. Like thank you for another day through your heart and just radiating that out, radiating that gratitude or that hello. And then when you start to maybe practice that for a month or however long, you know, to really like drop into your heart. So you're okay. Like I'm giving my heart this language. I'm able to express myself from my heart. Then bring it down to your cervix. Okay. So how do you find your cervix? Start to find that place in your womb or like it's kind of like above you know you know how to you can go on that journey of finding where that is in you and then breathing into that place and then saying I love you world from that place I love you world I love you world. I love you world. Thank you. And you can feel how that's a little bit harder than just doing it from your heart. And then come to your womb. Coming into that oceany, watery womb. And planting that expression of the womb in the womb of I love you world. So if you're riding your bike or you're driving your car or you're going on a walk and you're expressing from the deepest part of you, I love you, world. Thank you. I love you. That just try that. Try that practice. And you know, you can say you can practice other things too with your partner you can practice saying i love you with your heart or with your cervix and see how they respond when you are just saying i love you through your body not needing any words just moving these different expressions through your body and this is how we start to reclaim all of these different expressions and all of these different flavors. All right, next practice you can do is is dance. So wake up in the morning and the first thing you do, move your body. This is, I love this one too so much. Before you do anything, have some songs that you can dance to that you have them ready to go or know what they are. And just before you do anything in the morning, wake up and dance, wake up and put some music on. And that will instantly drop you into your feminine for the day. And if you're dancing and you want to start 
to move through some different expressions through your body, you can kind of add on to that by doing an archetype dance. This is also one of my favorite things where it's like you bring in an energy of a specific archetype that maybe you're working with, you're feeling called to, and you start moving that energy through you. So if you're working with the queen, or maybe it's like a fierce like Kalima energy, maybe it's like a seductress, maybe it's uh, a mother, maternal energy, maybe it's the lover, whatever energy you're moving through your body, you can bring that in before taking any action, before sending someone a message, before writing something, before creating anything bring that energy through your body just through the dance and through the movement and let your body tell you what to do keep rooting into your womb and into your depths let everything move and express from that place okay so dancing is number two an archetype dance if you want to add on to that number three is create a container of creation So this is where you would find an enclosed space, like a room, if it has a door, close it, any sort of enclosed area that you can find. Lay out a yoga mat or blanket, something like that, so you can move on the floor, get on the floor. And if you have candles, light them, maybe burn something if you want to burn herbs or something like that. Just kind of once again, turning on the senses, doing these different things to activate these different aspects of our senses, turning on music, and then start if you have an altar, um, a place to land into and, and to have the energies land into. You could start meditating or you could just gently move. If you want to do yoga or just intuitive movement, just kind of get your body moving and opening the hips. That's a really good because women, we store so much in our hips. So just even doing some light stretching, hip openers, having some music going, some candles, some incense, like really create this like cocooned space for yourself. And the container is the room. It's like what's holding you. So that's kind of the masculine, right? You're creating the safe space for yourself to move within. So then within that container, you are turning on your senses, you're basically lighting yourself up and moving your body and like getting into your body. And then whatever comes from there, usually for me when I do this and I start moving, stretching, music playing, dancing, I will reach a point where I just have to start writing. It's like something's just coming through and I just have to start scribbling it down. But it might come out differently for you because we all have different expressions. And so whatever that is for you, just create that cocoon's nest, that safe space for you to move within. That will really help. And you can even set a timer for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, an hour. But that's a really good way for me to like drop into my body, drop into flow. That's one way that I know how to access my feminine and create from that place. So we have the hello world exercise, we have the dance and the archetype dance, and then we have create a container of creation. So those are the three practices that I will leave you with for how to drop into your feminine more and how to incorporate it into your life in a really authentic way to you. 
because that's what it's all about is finding your own feminine expression, your own way, what feels good on your skin, what feels good for you to wear. When do you notice that you feel you and authentic and turned on by life? When do you feel your senses get activated? Are they working with flower essences or is it certain smells? Like I have some friends and their sense of smell is like so turned on that they notice all these minute little smells. So they have all these different oils and perfumes. And that's the beauty of the feminine is that it's so vast and it's so diverse and we all have our different doorways in and we just have to find what those doorways in for us are and then we have to learn how to turn up the volume on those doorways and bring them into our life in a more consistent way because this isn't something that we just reclaim and it's done and we're like oh I've arrived I'm here this is every day it's a practice every day it's a coming back into our heart into our body into our womb moving from this space, connecting to this space, being guided by this space. And so we're creating our whole life from the deepest part of ourselves, from our deep feminine expression. And when we're doing the practices like the Hello World practice, we are learning how to express more through our body, through our heart, through our cervix. We are learning how to become more embodied by communicating the body's wisdom, not just to ourself, but to others, or just to the earth itself. If you don't have someone that you want to gift these expressions to, gift it to the earth. Gift your love and your radiance and your expression to the earth herself, because that also will take you on a magical carpet ride into this communion in this sisterhood in this relationship with the earth just by sending her your love but not just sending her your love from your mind send it to her from the deepest part of you all right that was fun q a episode we will continue on this path on this path of the ruby ray and everything that it is activating and awakening within us love you so much bye